Hi, everyone. This is Inside Dance with Taylor and Alex. Featuring your hosts, Taylor Bradley. And Alex Yankovich. Yeah, every day, we're just out here. You guys, welcome back to Inside Dance with Taylor and Alex. I am so thrilled. Alex, you know I'm thrilled. Why are you thrilled? I'm thrilled because you're sitting two feet away from me. We are also <laughs> kicking off a very important chapter of Inside Dance. That would be season number three. Um, and we get to do this together in person here in lovely Las Vegas. So, hey. This is so funny because I feel like I'm trained to look at the screen. <laughs> <laughs> Just like looking at ourselves. Yeah, we're both when staring at my, my computer head. screen, but we're both sitting next to each I other. So, so that's the visual you're getting. Yeah. Um, guys, yay, season three. We are so excited. This is what, episode 41? 41. 41. It's crazy guests full of fun. lined up. Crazy. They're all insane. Crazy in a amazing, amazing, incredible, inspiring Gnarls way. Barkley, does that make me crazy? Yes. Kind of way. Yes. Um, no. So we have so much um, in store for you guys. Some fun, some surprises, um, some secrets. I'm just kidding. There's no secrets. But, um, <laughs> but... How do you stay up to date with that? How do you know? Oh, you better slide in that SpongeBob reference. I got I it. The secret box. How do you stay up to date with us? Um, the best way is going to be on social media. So do us a favor. Grab your phone right now. Open up that Instagram app and give us a follow. We are at Inside Dance Podcast. While you're there, be sure to follow our friends and sponsors over at Inside Dance Magazine. You can find them at Inside Dance Mag. And then season three. Here's the thing. Here's my goal. Here's my vision board. I want to hear from you. I want you to type to us. I want you to say, hey, guys, you're perfect. No, I want you to say, here's what we would love to hear. We would love to get some more engagement from our listeners. Um, so you can do that either through Instagram, through social media, or if you're old school, through email. <laughs> old school, what old year are we school. living in? Um, you can write us an email at insidedancepodcast at gmail.com. So don't be shy. Say hello because uh, we want to get to know you. Yeah. That being said, yeah. Alex, I'm so excited. I'm so excited too. I feel like oh. we got to 41 like so quickly. So quickly. And, and we started in November of last year. So we're coming up not only I on know. season three, but of our birthday. I so know. that's that's thrilling. But um, Alex is in town in lovely Las Vegas for a fun event. I don't know. Can you talk about it or, or do you not want to talk yeah, about no, it? Yeah, no, I'm just I'm choreographing a, a small show happening at um, EDC. And I'm the second super, largest music festival in the world. It's fine. I'm super excited too. Well, I actually went on site yesterday and I've never been to EDC before. And so I've been six times. I, I, the direct, my director that I was with, I was like a kid at their first time at Disneyland. I'm like, Oh my God, those lights. And he was like, no, just wait till you step into the, yeah, yeah. that was from the outside. That was the welcome like, sign. <laughs> it was the welcome sign. And then it was so funny. There was like the string of lights that they put on the outside of the speedway. And it looked like like patio lights. And I'm like, oh my God, like those are so cool. He was like, oh, you actually have no idea what you're about to see. And Literally so, what I'm envisioning is that you're, it's the Grinch. And you're like, this is so nice. And then Martha May is like, buddy. And that's what you then stepped into. Yes. And um, I have two goals. So one goal is obviously I want the dancers to have so much fun and for everything to go smoothly with the show, uh, which it, we almost have 30 dancers, which is... Come on, full production. You know, yeah, it's been fun, but I want to ride the snail golf cart. Oh, it can totally happen. That was so. That was the coolest thing. All, all the crew was, was driving around the, the site in the snail golf cart that had like neon lights on it. I was like, I... am going to drive this home. That's the <laughs> most Alex way. thing I've ever heard, like of the... At the Las Vegas Motor Speedway, there's like carnival rides, there's lights, and there's yes. Alex is like, can I ride the snail? 
<laughs> but yeah, I'm excited. I mean, honestly, I feel like dance wise, like we're very relaxed right now. Like I feel very calm and ready to go. So it's going to be really fun. Yeah. Isn't it weird? I feel like, I mean, we've been all over the emotional spectrum in these past two years, but it's like, feeling such a sense of ease I guess we're all kind of reassured like okay entertainment's gonna come back like we're gonna dance again so it's both you know at first it was uh, like frightening overwhelming can I still do this what's a PK turn to then like oh okay now I'm excited to then like there's plenty of things coming back and we're we're making it happen concerts and venues are you know requiring vaccination cards or um you know really doubling down on their on their protocol procedures which is like giving us faith I think that that we can get back to doing what we love yeah it's wonderful so super excited I'm I I feel like we're on, you know, I don't even want to say like an upswing of things, but definitely realizing like what's in our- <laughs> Coming soon, downswing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like all this is in our DNA and um, I've enjoyed like some time away and it's good to like get back to it. So we, it's kind of like riding a bike. I was like, am I going to be able to do this? I'm like, oh yeah, we got this. Totally. And then you're like, I'm a BMX pro trick biker. Yes. That's the official <laughs> term, by the way. Quote me on that. Oh man. Um, well, let's, let's talk about season three. Um, I, I thought we could talk about just some famous trios, famous dance trios Obsessed. or non-dance trios. Trios were always my favorite thing to perform. Duets are a lot of pressure. <laughs> You know, it's like, you know, as I'm sitting next to the girl that I did two for three years, I'm like, I like trios more. Uh, no, 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 but I mean, like, from, like, trios are, you have, like, two people to, like, kind of, like, vibe yeah. off of. It's not so serious. Once you start getting into big groups, then it's like, oh, there's a lot of energy to balance. But, um, yeah, my first trio was to Simply Irresistible. Yes, um, that's a good song. Yeah, it was a good one. I had a... Uh, light blue, uh, glittery, like lame shirt with a zipper down the yes! front. I would definitely wear it if I still had it. Um, Wait, did you have a trio for a couple years? Like, do you have the same trio, like same dancers for years, like a legacy? No, we mixed up my trio. We did going back to the duet conversation. I actually, I love, I love duets, but it's very much that like one-on-one chemistry. Yeah. Like you have to work with the person. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. So uh, for me, I had a couple of duet partners, but uh, my one partner, Caroline, we really like gelled well, became really good friends. So, um, and it's one of those things like partnering wise and trust wise, once you establish that, you're like, okay, cool. We're going to hang there. But yeah. trios, my, my dance studio loved to just like throw me around. So as we all, everyone from university of Arizona class 2015 is familiar with uh, feedback uh, from hall of fame. Yeah, yeah. No, when you said you love trios. I was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> we did that. Um, I think, yeah, we had uh, Paula Abdul, you, that was a fun one. Oh my one. God. Yeah. I freaking love that. Yeah. Song. Some good ones. I don't know. What about you? Did you have like a, a trio legacy? Yes. So we, we, we did. Zero- oh, Hercules. Yeah. We okay. did zero to hero. Exactly. We were trio partners from six years old until we were about 12. That's crazy. I think it was about, yeah, we did zero to hero. And then was it like a Beyonce um, moment? Did like no. one person break out? Well, we always did musical theater. So we did. No, I'm saying in the trio, oh. did one person go oh. so well? <laughs> <laughs> yes, we did crazy in love. No, we were all, we all like got our chance to shine. Um, I feel like, but we did zero to hero. And then uh, mine hair, I think I'm out of order. Cabaret, 
Flaunt it, Kansas City. Flaunt it, good one. Um, man, we, yeah, we did the same trio. Like, we just, and we had a signature move where we would do a pivot turn to the back, and then we would développe our right leg. And I have like six. And look down at the left. And look down at the yeah, left. Yeah, and I totally. have like photos printed out of like that same photo every year. Like my teacher will put it in every year. I love that. Um, it was really sweet. But shout out Amanda Kirby. I used to watch her trio um, with Just, Just Playing Dancing. And they used to do it to like And So It Is by Damien Rice. Oh, I had a trio to that too. Yes. My senior and, year. And this, when it was like a thrill that. Yes. Was, yeah, oh my God. I love that. But th- on YouTube, like it's like one of the most watched <laughs> Trios, it's so good, the but fame. shout out Amanda Kirby. I used to watch that all Come the time. Amanda Kirby. When I was like a child, I was like, I want to dance to Damien Rice so badly. Like yeah. nine years old, I had no idea what my emotions What's were. What's Damien Rice doing now? Where is he? I don't know. I feel like he's like Jack Johnson vibe. Ooh, where where's Jack? Kinda... Where's Jason Mraz? Where are all know, these people we I danced know. to growing up? <laughs> Wait, Jason Who's Mraz? saying, I put my arms around you, baby. The time still exists, girl. Elisa, uh, Eliza. Uh, Elisa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need... I, if any of you are listening by chance, I, yeah, I need like an update from all these artists that defined our dance career. Wait, real quick. You said Jason Mraz and I cannot not bring this story up. Please do. Uh, it's not even a story. It's not my story. It, it was on the news. What years, is it, Alex? Years, years ago about people seeing a leprechaun in Alabama. Yes. And, and um, they, did a, they did a sketch of the leprechaun. They're like, this is a, a sketch of the leprechaun. And it looked like Jason Mraz's album cover. And I, I was like, someone took his album cover and traced it and was like, this is the leprechaun. <laughs> Sorry, I have to like get that out of my system. No, I'm like, glad you did. Yeah, and if you're confused... Uh, and you haven't turned us off yet go to youtube and look up <laughs> leprechaun what is it like vanishing leprechaun in the Van- tree yeah yeah it's a good one it'll bring joy to your day so funny um well so far we have listed zero you have a good one you have a good one iconic is for sure all that jazz uh and ranking gwen Verdon, and uh i feel so bad that i'm blanking on the dancer's name who played bob fossey's daughter but in the movie all that jazz that trio is iconic mm. and also iconic because my english teacher in high school he gave us a list of movies to watch before we die and he like wasn't a dancer didn't know anything about dance but he had all that jazz on his list and was like, I, you guys have to watch this. It's such a good movie. And I remember watching it and be like, I can't believe he like suggested this movie because it's awesome. And it's like so dance heavy. I love that. Yeah. Side note, shout out. Uh, Rosary High School. Come on. <laughs> um, I can't, uh, like all my, <laughs> again, the, the, the theme of trios versus duets, battles on. No, but I'm thinking of um, Tap Brothers, Nicholas, Stairs. Nicholas Brothers. Nicholas Brothers. Like I'm, I'm thinking of like pairs and duos, obviously like Fred and Ginger, um, but I struggle thinking of like trios. Yeah. Um, I feel like a lot of times, you know, it could be like dream girls. Or uh, that seems to be singers. Like singers. But like Jersey Boys, that that's four. Guys, Remember right? that that duet? I'm gonna count it as a trio where um it's like not Shen Yun, but it's something similar where she does point oh on his head God. and yes. promenades. Yep. The guy that's spotting her, that's a that's, famous trio. That's a famous trio. <laughs> that is for sure a famous trio. Yeah. What about I'm trying to think of, oh, oh, darn. That was a duet too. Robert Battle, the one no. where, they, where they, um, they fall forward and they fall into their chest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is that one called? Oh my God, that one's so good. It has like the red orange pants. Oh my God, stunning. We're fired for not knowing. I know. I feel really, really bad that I can't 
think of this. I'm glad we started off with our competition. Yeah, 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 yeah. Iconic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, hey, if you're listening and you can think of any iconic trios, um, please write us, let us know, because we've got some swag still to give away from it's last new. season. We've got some new swag coming up um, that you're going to want. I'm going to tell you right now, you're going to want it. Um, and if you don't have it, you're going to be sad. So write to us. If you can throw any famous dance trio out there, We'll throw you in the hat to win some of this fabulous swagadocious. Such a good idea because I'm sure it's out there and we're um, just season right over it. (laughs) Season three, we should probably do our research before we open up a topic um, and record it. We're like, sure, let's talk about trios. No idea. It's good though. It's a good uh, stroll down memory lane. Totally. A a, a stroll, a strut. Um, Great. (gasps) Well, Oh, cheetah girls. Sorry for... No, <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna wrap up this one, <laughs> guys. Stay tuned because we are joined by the incredible Jackie Slight coming up. She is an icon of dance, an innovator of uh, dance fitness. She's just an absolute joy to listen to and to learn from. So stay tuned. <laughs> Right, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome our incredible guest, Jackie Slight. Jackie, how are you? I'm so good. Thank you for inviting me. Absolutely. We are thrilled to have you on. Um, Honestly, I'm geeking out a little bit because I've been such a fan of yours for so many years. um, And I feel like what better way to celebrate uh, coming back for our third season, then debuting with the fabulous Jackie Slight. So, uh, yeah, Jackie, this is our 41st episode, and we are just so honored to have you as our featured guest. Yes. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, well, I appreciate it. So, thank you. Yes. As we were preparing for the interview today, you know, I was reading, obviously, I already knew, knew much about your extensive career, but I was just reading through details and I'm like, oh my gosh, Taylor and I talk so much about longevity. And you're just a perfect example of that because you found all these different pockets in the dance industry and you've, you've made it last and made an incredible impression. So we're so excited to dive into that. So just to kick us off, so you can let our listeners know who you are, where are you from, and what is your dance background? Oh, okay. This one's kind of scary. (laughs) I'm originally from Chicago, but I've lived in Los Angeles almost my whole life. Um, I'd never even seen dancing until I was 18. None. And so um, I know I took a modern dance class my second semester of my senior year. And that was just because my friends made me do it. And I had no like I was zero interest in taking this class and it was kind of great. I liked it, but did, you know, okay. It was nice, but I had a girlfriend in there and she, um, she, we had on gym shorts and a shirt, you know, like it wasn't, we didn't know, or we didn't have any outfits and she had on leotard and tights. And I went up to her and I said, what is this that you're wearing? And she goes, <laughs> well, when you really dance, this is what you wear. I said, oh, okay, great. So she finally talked me into coming to her real dance class. And I didn't know the difference between one studio or the next. I knew nothing. I'd never seen dancing. And the only dancing that I had ever um, been presented with was in this modern dance class. So I finally agreed to go with her. And as it turns out, she was taking at Dupre Dance Academy, which, you know, I mean, Roland Dupre changed jazz dancing on the West Coast. And so 
I sat there. I didn't know anything. And I sat down, opened this folding chair in this doorway. And a teacher came out who later became one of my mentors named Joe Bennett. And he started teaching this class. And I'd never heard this kind of music. I didn't understand what they were doing. I did. I got nothing. But I sat there on that chair and like cried for an hour and a half. And all I knew was I had to figure this out. That was it. The end in love crying. Oh my yeah. gosh. That was not what I was expecting at all. <laughs> at all. <laughs> but also just really quick. I want to touch on, on the, um, on the dance attire really quick, because I love what you said. You're like, what your friend had said that, no, this is people who really dance. This is what they wear. And yeah. that's the stuff I geek out over because I love that we can dance at any moment. We can dance in our kitchen. We can be in whatever, but I love dress code and order. And I love that dancers <laughs> who are, you know, dancing either for real or professionally, we have our dress code and that's what we live by. And it makes such a difference. And I love taking other people's classes and be like, oh, I know I'm going to wear this because that is what shows that I'm taking this seriously. So how to geek out over that. I love that. <laughs> Isn't it crazy? There's a time like there, there was once a time that we didn't know the formula or the culture of a dance class. You're like, there was one time they'd be like across the floor and you're like, what's that? I don't, uh-huh. yeah, what, like, what does that mean? Yeah. Right, <laughs> I, right. How, how do I wear my leotard? How do I wear my tights? How should my hair be? And it's, <laughs> it's such like a learned trait that, um, I don't know. I always think back to like the first time that you learned what a pot de bourree was. Like you don't actually yeah. know what pot de bourree means, but you just say the words and you're kind of like, yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. So what was life before pot de bourree? Like what I don't even know life? what my brain was before I knew how to pot de bourree. I don't know. I don't what know. I was doing. Nothing. I did nothing. I don't know. <laughs> you know, what's funny about clothes though, too, is we look back at styles over the years, but mm-hmm. you can absolutely figure out what, year you're in if you look at dancers clothes in the classroom right absolutely it's so fun and hairstyles that's what gets it for me i'm like how swoopy were the bangs how shaggy was my hair like (laughs) (laughs) oh that's amazing okay so so um let's continue on this journey here jackie so um (laughs) we had our um cathartic love uh therapeutic moment in this, this folding chair, um, at the studio. Um, what, where did we go from there? How did that launch into, this is what I want to do and I'm going to take it seriously. Okay. Um, well, so I graduated shortly after, and then I was supposed to go to college. Ooh, she said supposed to go. I was supposed (laughs) to go to college and I was very confused then. So I changed my mind and I attended a junior college because I, I, I didn't know where I was headed now. And I knew that I, I didn't know how to dance. So I, and I didn't know where that was going to go. And my parents wanted me to be a secretary. And they said, if you become a legal secretary, then you've really made it. And I thought, okay. <laughs> so I went to college to become a secretary, but for only two months. So this is really, I'm such a bad example to kids now, but at that time, (laughs) um, you didn't have to go to college. You know, it's a whole different life now. But so I went to college for two months and then um, I, yeah, that was a weird moment. So then I was going to college. I was working in a restaurant from 9 p.m. to two in the morning as a waitress. And I was taking dance class in the evening, in the early evening. So I was really juggling this, three, three series thing and no sleep. 
And then I moved out of my parents where they lived and (laughs) I moved out of their house and into my car. Yep. That happened. I love that. Into my car. (laughs) Into my car. And, um, I make jokes about this, but I had a TV and a pillow in the back seat. Like I didn't have a plug for the TV. (laughs) I'm jealous. I want one in my car. Yeah. And, and yeah, so I, I, then I stopped going to that college and I took on two jobs and dance classes. And I was working in this ad agency called Batten, Barton, Durstein and Osborne, BBDO, the biggest, like one of the biggest advertising agencies in the world. And I used to sit in there and answer the phone, Batten, Barton, Durstein and Osborne and think, I can't do this. And we were on the 19th floor of this amazing building on Wilshire Boulevard in Los Angeles. And I just kept looking out the window going, got to get out of here. And so I went to the owner of of the ballet school that I was attending and taking three ballet classes a day because I was so behind. And I said to him, "Um, I've got to quit my job. I'm not going to be able to afford classes. I need help. What can you do? So he let me wash the mirrors and work behind the desk. And sometimes he would let me sleep in the library overnight. Oh my gosh. I know it was, it was pretty fantastic. And in fact, so for anybody's a history buff, that was Eugene Loring and Eugene Loring choreographed Billy the Kid and like was big deal in the ballet world. So when I think back on that, I think, how did he even let me do that? I was so bad. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And, and that, that was that. And then honest to goodness, I mean, I owe everything to my teachers so I started there it was American School of Dance so I started taking there and then I was all Joe Tremaine was teaching there I started taking his class and I was horrible and I mean like I was in jazz zero but I was I had no no you're high no do not shake your head no at me I was in jazz (laughs) negative five and um he he like took me in so you're gonna assist me and I thought okay well let's go I don't know and and uh, he let me, um, you know, he let me survive. Yeah. So yeah. Oh my gosh! I'm like <laughs> I'm on the verge of tears because I feel like so many successful people in the dance industry, their stories a lot of times are are I was just a gifted child, and I, I like it came to me. I was I. I woke up one day and I knew how to pirouette. And my entire family's my, been in the business. Yeah. Or, yeah. And I love hearing stories where it's the total, total opposite of that. And then also a through line that Taylor and I find speaking with guests is someone giving you the opportunity to even to progress at almost like a faster rate. So being able to assist Joe Tremaine, you're able to progress a lot quicker than, you know, having to stand in the back, but he also gave you that opportunity. So you know, kudos to him for having his eyes open and saying, no, this person has potential. They just need a little bit of attention and someone to tell them, no, you got this. I'm going to help you. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's crazy too. Like I think back, like, I'll be honest. I'm, as you're telling me this story, I'm like envisioning this, like very like dramatic scene. Like, uh, I'm going to make it almost like Rocky, but dancer style of like the dance career. And I'm so, um, two things I, th- I, I think about one is I'm just so, um, I guess 
impressed by by the uh, endurance and the tenacity and the the I'm going to make it work and I'm going to sleep in my car and I'm going to do this. But yes. also now I think about it nowadays how lucky we as a dance a dance generation are to have so many more resources and so many more opportunities, so many more conversations and scholarships and programs and locations where, um, you know, hopefully again, respect to be to sleeping in the library and getting up and dancing. But now I think to like, there's all these dance, um, magazines, there's all these dance programs, there's all these dances. It's so much more of a conversation and there's just so many more resources to where I think it's so much more accessible to anyone. And so respect and also amazing to see how far it's come, but um, (laughs) which you have such an instrumental hand in, and I want to dive into that a little bit too. Um, So I, I guess before, well, we should continue in our chronological order. I get excited. I'm like a puppy. I like to jump around. So, (laughs) um, so before we get into LA dance magic and star search and slight touch and all the things I want to really, you know, sink our teeth into, um, let's talk a little bit about your early professional career, like, um, from assisting from, you know, working and being mentored by, um, all these fabulous instructors you'd mentioned, what were some of your favorite early gigs or favorite, like, oh my gosh, this is my first time on set. Any funny stories, anything yeah. that comes to mind? Oh, okay. Well, I, this is funny. No, this is not funny. This is sad. Joe used to say, she's not the best dancer. She's the best student. Like, hold on. We're, we're going to pause right wow. there. Cause I want to say that one more time. So important right? though. It's so important. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Not the best dancer, but the best student. Okay. So let's elaborate on that. Yeah. Well, be- <laughs> because, um, I, I must've been clearly, I wanted to clearly, I had a passion for it. Um, I don't, I didn't realize that it was obvious outside of my body. I know inside my body, I was freaking out all the time because I wanted this so bad. And um, I wasn't the best dancer for sure. I mean, I hung on, just hung on. And uh, down the line, I think, dang it, if I could do then what I could do now, I'd have been just killing it, (laughs) but I couldn't do it. Like, wow. But now I get it when he said best student, because I'll look at somebody and they, they're not the best dancer, but I think that kid is going to be amazing at something in this world, in this circle here. And so it really, it's, it's obvious. And it makes me kind of, the whole thing you said about so much available now, I think it's hard because there's so much available. That's a good um, point. Yeah. It, it, how do you make a decision when you have so many choices in front of you? I can do this. I can do this. I can do this. And I want to say, well, they're available, but it doesn't mean you can do it. You know, mm-hmm. you have to make it so that you can do it. But just because those things are available doesn't mean that you can. The only person that can make you have the ability to be able to do something as yourself. Absolutely. And so that's, I think that's where um, younger kids maybe get confused now. There's just so much available, but I'm thinking, man, but the long run, this is tough. And that hasn't changed. Right. Yeah. So, Oh, Um, that is like such profound, profound (laughs) advice Mm -hmm. for, for truly everybody, <laughs> truly everybody out there. So like, thank you so much for sharing that. Um, 
But I was going to say, okay, uh, continue on thinking, thinking about what your favorite uh, gig is. Oh my is. gosh. And okay, there we are. I totally forgot that. Oh my God. No, <laughs> I didn't too. I didn't too. <laughs> I was like, wait. Yeah, you I'm like, on track I, here, please. But I'm also like, no, I really am. Oh, I need to know. <laughs> okay. Oh, geez. Well, my very first job, I'm going to say maybe it was my favorite because it was just, I was, I was lost and excited and it was really a weird thing. And I, I danced in this show called, Are You Ready? Are You Ready? It's called, Get down. Yes, that's true. Yes. Get down. Exclamation. And um <laughs> and it was a um it was a show, like a lounge show. And we used to travel around and it was in clubs. And um that's kind of where I learned everything. Everything. I learned survival on every level. Everyone's got was- their their first job that like <laughs> Survival. explained you Survival. you tripped you got back up you had yeah. a mentor you had somebody there's always like that older mysterious figure who's like oh you're new here like oh, and I, I feel like that's how the scene is <laughs> like yeah. it, rehearsing in weird places and now we're sleeping in this what is the name of this city and you know i, I <laughs> right dealing with all that stuff for brand new i just i love um crazy in hindsight you know and and i when someone says, I got this job, but it seems kind of weird. And inside I'm going, yes, do it. Don't be worried. Go do it. Cause it's going to be a story for the rest of your life. Yes. That's so or true. A stepping you'll always stone learn. Or yeah. You'll always perfect. learn something. Yeah. Perfect is perfect. But it's the other stuff that. That definitely cool. <laughs> molds, you, molds you to be unique and, and be honestly more, um, up for the challenges and whatever comes your way next. Cause once you've already kind of gone through a difficult or a little odd job, you know how to handle, handle the other ones that come your way. Cause you're, sure. you're through. Totally. Yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. it's the thing that comes to mind for me is, you know, I, I know we've all had opportunities to work with people who have quote unquote it together. And they're like, Hey, here's your call time. Here's what I need from you. Here's this, here's that, the other, but it's almost the ones that um, don't have it together that you learn the most from. Cause then you're like, it, you have to take initiative or else you're like, oh, do you need me? Am I, am, I, am I there all day? Do we get a lunch? Do I bring my own lunch? Do you need me to bring options? Uh, an example for me is I, I had choreographed for a magician and never worked for a magician before. And it was one of the most like frustrating, confusing processes for me. But now I know so much more about the magic industry and how to, you know, setting scenes on stage and things like that. So I'm sure. And I, th- I think this is something you'd both agree with to dancers out there like, take the job, take the leap, take the jump and you're going to learn. And it may not be so beautiful and it may not be, uh, perfectly, uh, coordinated, but guess what? Then you learn how to coordinate when you're in that position. Oh, a hundred percent. Oh my gosh. I was in a magic show when I was how old (laughs) and all I did my entire job was to sit in this box for like 20 minutes. I sat in a box all scrunched down. Oh my God. Yes. Holding a chandelier that collapsed, like here on my head. So the chandelier, and I, and he goes, turn the box around, turn the box around. And I jumped out and said, three, it's me. And that was (laughs) (laughs) holding the chandelier up in the air. Jeez. Yeah. Oh my God. Gosh, my back. I can just imagine like. I know I'm, I'm stretching as we're doing this. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, That was, 
awesome. But also, what a fun, me- fun memory, because how many people can yes. say that they've... There's that story. There's that, that story. story. Yeah, that's, right. that's so true. Yeah. Well, Jackie, I want to know a little bit. Um, I know you've had an opportunity to work with several recording artists. Um, what what either maybe was one of your favorite ones that come to mind or what's something that you learned um, that you would something you see that you would give advice to young dancers when it comes to um, dancing for an artist or dancing on stage or on film um, behind a singer star? Yeah. Um, it's a tough, it's, this job is harder than newbies think. Yeah. Um, like veteran tour dancers, they get it. You learn the choreography and you know where you're supposed to go, but ultimately Ultimately, at the end of the day, your job is to take care of the artist. So if you see something coming up, if you see um, a cord has fallen, it's your job to, without anybody seeing, you push that cord. It's your, it's your job to make sure that they're on the right side of the stage when they're supposed to be there. Because in a huge situation like that, they, the artist has so much going on. And, and, and then emotionally and um Performance-wise, they get carried away, hopefully, hopefully, and they get off their gig, like, where am I supposed to be? What are we doing now? And their brain's working on overtime. So it's your job to make sure stuff happens smoothly. And those are the people that you want to rehire. The ones you go, I'm not, oh my gosh, look what's happening over there. Well, I'm not going to worry because so-and-so is standing right next to it. This is going to be okay. That's that's the thing. Without being too assertive or pushy. Mm-hmm. So you have to take care without anybody knowing, including the artist. Right. You have to Just be an has to- undercover babysitter, dance, <laughs> pop star, <laughs> producer, yeah, yeah. all the things. <laughs> 100% that's your job. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that makes that makes so much sense. And I feel like it's one of those things too, where you have to do your job, know your mark, do the choreography well, but also not be pulling the eye away from anyone else. Like you, you're there to amplify, amplify the image rather than distract. And also, you know, the recording artists have such a incredible fan base and their fans are what keeps them in business, what keeps them selling out their arenas. And so if they're off their game because of something you did, then that kind of domino affects everybody. Absolutely. Absolutely. You just have to be smart. A thousand years ago, it used to be this really crazy saying, well, um, dancers are dumb. And I always thought that is ridiculous. You have to be smart to be a good dancer Yes, because there's so much more than the step. There's, there are a thousand things. Even to figure out how to be successful in this field, you have to be smart, which is why I tell a lot of my young students, you know, I'm like, how's school? Straight A's, good, okay, because <laughs> yeah, good dancers real. are good students and we're problem solvers and we figure it out. So. That's exactly right. Trying to plant that seed early, but it's truly, it's so important. Um, I love, I love that advice so much. I actually just saw a video. I forget who the artist was, but one of the dancers had to take his coat off and he was doing like a transition, but it was happening really late. This was recent. And it's kind of funny (laughs) to watch, but I'm sure, I'm sure the dancer did not think it was funny. And I'm sure the (laughs) artist was probably pissed, but, um, it was, he was like trying to sing and they're like ripping off his clothes. Like as he was running down, I was like, this is so stressful. Like I can't even imagine, um, the stress of that. It would have Those to- transitions are great when they work and they're terrible. They when don't. They don't. It's, so rough. it's rough. 
Um, I do. I'm, I was a huge fan of star search, uh, growing up. So I, we would love to talk about your experience because I just remember the, just the most profound people have moved through that show. So if you can talk a little bit about your experience with that and how it kind of like was on your radar and, uh, how you made the most of it. Yeah. Um, that was a crazy couple of years there. Um, I, well, I was working as a choreographer at that time. I had, you know, like kind of transitioned and I was teaching at Dupre Dance Academy, la la la. And there was this audition for Star Search. And I had this group of kids who were really good. And when I say kids, they were kids, 13, 14, 15. And they were just outstanding. And one of them was Eddie Garcia, who, you know, <laughs> right? And um, so I said, oh, let's do an audition tape. We'll send it over. They're, they're starting a junior category. Okay, cool. And that didn't happen for months and months. I heard nothing. And then suddenly I get a phone call. Oh, we'd like to come on down and let's see if this works. They went down, met the producers, and um, which is a whole story unto itself. And um, they took them on there. And they knew how to work. These four kids really knew how to work. So we would go in in the afternoon, block a show, shoot the show, and then we would leave. And at 10 or 11 at night, we would go back to do praise. They'd let us in. The cleaning guy would let us in and we'd rehearse for the next show the next day because these were all just back to back in a row. And there's these 15 year old kids just work until halfway through the night and the next day getting up and going in again. And so it was really I was proud of them. It was good for them. It was and they won seven shows in a row and then they won. What? It didn't surprise me because it was really fun to watch the um, evolution because they started as young kids and they ended. And I thought these guys are owning this space right now. Oh. So they, they, yeah, they, they stopped becoming uh, competitors on star search and they were just up there doing the dance. They were just up there entertaining. And mm -hmm. I thought, look at what happened to these kids in this really short period of time. That's cool. Chills. Yeah. I know. And then they called me the next year. And um, said, hey, do you have anybody else? And I said, oh, let me think about that. So I put together four guys. And knowing that this is a no-brainer. And so, so they said, yes, absolutely. And um, the four guys went on. And they were there for seven shows. And then they won. Oh my God. Yeah, it was kind of nuts. You need your World Series, uh, World Series championship ring, yeah. Star Search yeah, yeah. edition, like yeah. a big diamond. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, and that's that show's so so competitive, and yeah. everybody on there is doing amazing. So that's really a testament to you and your the way that you're training them and inspiring them to to do so well. I, I mean, that's huge. Under like the hardest of conditions too. Yeah. Like I know anybody <laughs> on these dance competitions and reality TV shows, like it's just that it's like your, not only do you have your product that you're trying to sell, but then it's also like, and we're going to do behind the scenes interviews and we're going to do this. And then you also have 20 minutes and you don't know if you're going to actually perform again or do this or, and you're 15. I'm like, when yeah. I was 15, I was like, don't crash the car, Taylor. And so <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's, I, I, I marvel at anybody that has gone through that, um, that process because it is, it is, it is the epitome of the, the situation we were talking about earlier of you're going to figure it out and you're going to learn and you're going to crash course into it. So how beautiful was it though, that they had you as like a mentor and a, a guide through all of that? It was, well, it was like some of the best times for me ever. 
and and hearing after the fact, like years later, people say, "Oh, I watched that show, and that's the reason I danced." And blah, blah, and I think, "Wow, really? That's crazy." But I try to take that in and you know believe that, and it's really a, it's it's cool. It's yeah, cool. that's 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 so beautiful. Um, yeah. Well. Continuing on on this path of inspiration and inspiring the next dance generation, let's talk about LA Dance Magic, okay. <laughs> which I, I think I would like to point out was my first convention I ever attended in Atlanta, Georgia. And I was a chunky kid in the back, probably wearing SpongeBob SquarePants pajama pants. Yes. And I remember the denim jackets that the LA Dance Magic Dancer of the Weekend got. And I I swear to you, Jackie, I was like, I want that jacket. Oh I'm going to do this. I'm, I'm diving in. So, um, yeah, that was what, uh, 10, so 18 years ago. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I'm going to find one of those jackets. I'm <laughs> Oh my God. They're back in style now. I'm telling you, everything's coming back in. Those leotards and tights that you wore in class, that's that's all the rage again now too. Yes. So. <laughs> Thank you and you're welcome. Oh yeah, God. exactly. <laughs> um, I had been teaching on convention for a few years. I started on Dupre dance conventions and then I was teaching on Tremaine's for several years. And um, another moment where he stepped in, he, Joe had been in my life forever and he still is. He's one of my best friends now. And whenever I have a question, even about convention, I call him, I go, what would you do with this? And he tells me. Um, so it had been a few years and Joe and I actually opened a dance studio together in North Hollywood, Tremaine Slight Dance Center. Crazy, right? And, um, but I had gotten to a space in my person, in my life where it's not that I needed more, but that was the end for me. Like there was already a Joe Tremaine in that spot. And so if I didn't move on or out or away, then there was, then I was never going to move out of my spot that I was in. Like that was it. Mm -hmm. So I talked to him about it and it was one of the hardest days of my life saying, I'm going to, I got to go. And I cried and cried like weeks, but I had to do that. Now on a positive note, it happens all the time. Does it happen all the time? Absolutely. Is there a right way to do it? Absolutely. The, the reason to do it is because um, you have a need to, as opposed to, I'll show you, that's not the right way to do it. That's bad reasons. And then do you, you just find the right and the best way to do it. I never told one studio owner ever that I was starting a convention till after I left. Not because it, it was not fair and you got to do things the right way. Just mm -hmm. do the right thing. If in your stomach, it says that's wrong, then it's wrong. If you just do the right thing, it might not work out in the moment, but ultimately it will. I know that yeah. sounds stupid, right? I don't know. No, that sounds that intuition sounds and, yeah. and and business like just being don't be a, a good jerk. yeah don't be a jerk yeah I ha I feel like I always go with my gut feeling on that and there's always a way to not necessarily please both sides but it, it sometimes you sacrifice and you can always with your words like let like let, I have to work on one night but there's a teacher's class I really want to take. I, I'm, but I've committed to working so I can reach out to that teacher and be like, I am right. so sorry. I can't make it. Like, I really hope next time I can be there, but just know that like, it's on my radar and, 
And like, I really like that's even happened with your classes. I haven't been able to take, I'm like, Oh, I really want to take Jackie's class, but I've made a commitment to this. So, you know, it gets, it gets tough for sure, but that's always the better way of like keeping the world happy. Like that opportunity, another opportunity is going to come around and it doesn't seem like that, but I love that. You just said that, that really resonated with me. Oh man. Following through with commitment is the ultimate thing to do. Yeah. Like that, if you make a commitment to something, you ha- people are counting on you and not just one person. Then there's like a whole chain of people counting on you that, yeah. that we don't even think about. It's not even dancing. It's in life. life. So, But if you go to a teacher and say, oh, I really want to be here, but I made a commitment to be over here. I personally, in my head, I'm going, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Go do the right thing. Yeah. Well, and that's that balance that we all face as as auditioning dancers is there's always, always going to be an audition that comes up or last minute, or it's your dream job or it's perfect. And again, you agree, you've already agreed to teach or to work or to do something. And yeah, it's, it's hard to find that balance, but I think, yeah, commitment and knowing that there's going to be just like, there's this one audition today, there's going to be 10 more in the next few Uh weeks. And it's, it's, it's hard to find that balance, but yeah, authenticity as, uh, or I should say relating our line of work to any form of business. It's like, it's business. And so it doesn't matter if it's your dream job and this is what it's, it's like you, you, you have to honestly communicate with your, you know, employers (laughs) and yourself. Absolutely. Exactly. No, that's right. So, um, Keeping us, I'm like, love that. Keeping us back on track. Here. <laughs> back on track. The three of us could sit here and just know, have, have coffee and just get real <laughs> profound. But so, um, so LA Dance Magic. Oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we did kind of go down that. Um, it's great though. I love it. Let's so go good. down. Let's come back. Okay. So yeah, it's, we've been doing this forever now. I don't even know. Uh, 25, four, six, uh, a lot of years now. And um, what's weird is I like it better now, even than when I started. Yeah. So maybe I finally. Why so? Can I ask? Ooh, yeah. Um, I'm really clear in my head that if it's not what I like, as far as how it feels to me, Mm. then I'm not doing it. Mm. So I. I did. I went through a phase a few years ago of, oh my gosh, what's this person doing? What's that person doing? What's this convention doing? And I was spending all my time thinking about what other people were doing. And I just one day said, whatever, I got to stop doing this. Like that is so baloney, you know? Mm. And I don't, I hardly ever think about what anybody else is doing. I just keep moving forward in the way we are. And we're not going to be a fit for everybody. But that's okay. It is impossible to be a fit for everybody. So you attract the people you attract. And then you don't compare yourself to other people because that's your lane. This is my lane. Mm -hmm. It doesn't make my lane less or more or better. It makes it different. This is my lane. You go stand in your lane. And you can only do what you're good at, right? Right. Yeah. We were meant to talk to you today. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, this is I'm resonating like, like, with, well, and, and and I don't know if it's ironic timing for Alex and I, but we'd just taken a few weeks off after our 40th episode. So yeah. um, this is this is exactly what I needed to hear as well yeah. as I'm sure plenty of people it's listening. Incredible. But um, I'm going to tell you something. I was really like 
nervous because I don't know. And I, I didn't know what do these people really like stand for? What do they say? Yeah. Am I going to get myself into a situation where it's uncomfortable oh, yeah. that I don't agree? <laughs> and so, um, yeah, whatever you're right. We were supposed to talk because yeah, <laughs> this like, is great. Yeah, we're this is good. <laughs> um, as far as the classes that you offer at LA Dance Magic, do you try to mix up the styles as much as possible? Are you super strict yeah. with with uh, which cities are getting what? You just want to make sure it's 360. Yeah, yeah. So it's everybody's going to like something different. Yeah, and and even more than that. just one thing a little bit different than everything else is going to maybe ignite somebody. Mm -hmm. So, you know, maybe it's the tap class that does it, or maybe it's the lyrical class, the contemporary class. You don't know. So we do all of it. So we have tap and jazz and ballet and hip hop and musical theater. Like, but the teachers are, um, sometimes I stand and I try not to cry while I'm watching them because I think how much more, giving can happen in one room. So it's zero about themselves and a hundred percent about teaching the kids. Yeah. It's Which really, really that cool. alone oh, in a world of film production and I, which I get it and I love, and I love that every class is now a full on produced smoke machine, yeah. <laughs> led lights, lights. Which is great, but I also I am just call me old school. I, me and my iPhone two and a half over here. I I'm the worst at at filming class because I I love class to be about class I'm and like learning. And so that really resonates with me. Is teachers that give back, um, give back to the younger generation to inspire um, rather than to self inflate any sort of ego. Yeah. Um, Cause what good does that do other than, than just uh, increase that space and that divide between, well, you'll never get here kid. And this is what I am. So going back to what we were saying about resources is that, that warms my heart to know that that's a big um, pillar for you guys and your company is, is just um, being there for the dancers, for the students. Yeah. Yeah. And um, it's interesting. It's really easier it would it would take a lot of pressure off young dancers if they would just think i'm in this for the long run instead of what i'm going to get today, today and how many views i'm going to get yes today. So, that's the number one a, thing we've heard from ooh, so many everybody. people of what's a, the the downfall of this generation everyone said instant gratification 100% there's nothing instant about dancing nothing because nothing. it's a like your bodies are not computers. So you can't set it that fast. It's about muscle memory, you know? And so you have to do that stupid turn. 10,000 times. times. Come on, progressions, let's go. Yes, again. And you know, some parents at studios in uh, areas around the country, let's say that, um, will look in the window and say, why are you doing Chenet's again to the teacher? And I'm thinking, you should be happy they're doing Shenay's again. Like, say thank you for doing Shenay's again because my kid's going to learn it. So also, it, yeah. I, I also, don't know you're lame. Age, you can't do Shenay's correctly. <laughs> no. and, and also, yes, Taylor, you're right. You're lame. Like, you're the teacher. You're the one. This is your job. I don't go to your job and tell you what to do. Yeah. Oh, this is good. Like, I know. Look at us now. We're getting all mad. Yeah. <laughs> you said go. something interesting about. Um, self-inflating like teachers self-inflating it um 
something for them, for them, for teachers to think about, I'll include myself always, is um, you're already standing there. Like you don't have to prove anything. You're already there. Right. So your job in that moment is not to prove that you're there. You're there. Your job in that moment is to give as much as possible because they're not there. So they're there for you being there, there actually. For <laughs> you being there. That's a hundred percent right. Yeah. So, yeah, you're already there. There's don't don't prove anything. That's like beating a what is that? Beating a dead horse. Oh, that's yeah. horrible. What a terrible vision. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's true. And also I feel like when I, whenever, if and when I become a parent, I'm gonna totally pass my kids off to a teacher I trust. I'll be like, yeah. get, get like get the load off of me and, and like oh, you yeah. teach them even more discipline and all of those all 100%. Of those things. Oh, too. people wanted my sons on their team because I would like show up, here's the cupcake, see you later. I'm out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um yeah. well, there's one last question I would love to finish us off with. Um and just if you're able to offer this to us and our listeners, in your opinion, you know, what are some qualities, if you can name maybe like three or five uh, qualities and dancers that you look for, that you love working with? Okay. Um, ooh. How long are we going to be on here? Because it's going to take me time to straighten out in my head. Let's you're good. You got as long <laughs> as you'd like. Yeah. I, um, I need someone to be responsible. That's first. Because... <laughs> If you're auditioning, you're probably good enough, you know, and if I know you, I know if you're good enough. So it's, and this is the truth and this is terrible. Pretty much everybody's overqualified for what they're asked to do anyway. Absolutely. So so you're good enough. So now you've got the job. I want to know that I can trust you and that you're going to say and do the right thing. And you're not going to let me look bad by allowing yourself to look bad. Okay, so this happened years ago. Oh my gosh, ready? This is a great story. I'm and so I wanted excited. to just Let's go go. <laughs> punch people. I was watching a rehearsal and it was a charity. It was a benefit show 100 years ago. I don't even remember anything about it. And the choreographer said, come in and look. I said, oh my God, I'm so excited. So I'm watching this thing and the dancers were taking a break and they're sitting on the floor. And I thought, oh, that's nice when I walk in and I went over. But then one of the stars of the show, who was a big celebrity, had his own sitcom like I know everybody knew this guy walked in and stood over there to say hello and not one person stood up to say hello everybody stayed sitting on the floor I'm standing over in the corner going are you kidding me this is just bad manners like this guy is coming over to you so he came over and one at a time bent down with on one knee on the floor and shook everyone's hand and he bent down one knee on the floor and I thought are you kidding me? So the choreographer's dying. First of all, the dancers looked rude. The choreographer was humiliated, right? So the thing is, working in this profession is half manners. Mm-hmm. Half, how do you handle yourself? Another part is just stay out of the garbage. Yeah. If people mm. are talking, I won't cuss here. You're welcome. If people are talking... <laughs> garbage okay that's their choice but stay out it's only going to come back to haunt you and if i i will not work with people who are gossips i won't do it i i think there's it's an easy 
it's an easy way to feel inclusion and community when, especially when you're young and new to a scene is, oh, well, let's, let's talk poorly about this. Or did you hear this gossip? But in reality, I find myself, uh, I find all of us, I think, face that decision, whether it be in a consistent show, whether it be on a gig, whether it be just at dance class. It's like, are you, what are you inviting into your life? Are you inviting in the drama and the stress or are you inviting in the, ooh, I'm part of this group, but do you want to be a part of that group if what they're doing yeah. <laughs> is trying to recruit by, by, by garbaging the verb? Yeah, <laughs> so. right. I mean, honestly, if you, if you want a long career, don't talk bad about people because it will come back. Mm -hmm. If you're going, my group is getting smaller and smaller, you know, mm -hmm. and now we say to each other, Oh, thank goodness it was you. And <laughs> of course it's the good people that are at the end because everybody else fell off. Yeah. And I don't know. I just, life is so much better when you just stay out of the trash and do the best you can and don't let your ego get all uppity about getting a job or two. So here's my line. Oh my gosh, I got a job. Oh my God, I got a job. Uh, I got this in. I go, that's so cool. And I say, come back and tell me how you're doing in 30 years. Yes. Mm -hmm. Because that's, mm. that's the deal. <laughs> I think we, we touched on this in our last episode about it doesn't matter if you're touring with whoever you got the biggest, highest paying job. As soon as that gig's over, you're back in the audition back room back with audition 16 room. year olds trying to get the same gap commercial. Yes. That's 100% right. <laughs> so true. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I find like having a sense of humor about a lot of these things <laughs> in life, in life in general, but <laughs> laughter is healing. But um, rather than getting that anxiety of like, oh, I'm mad. It's like, hey, it didn't happen. And like, maybe I did like and like even laughing about it is I feel like you can feel so much better afterwards. Yeah. So having a next. sense of humor while also next. Thank you. Next. next. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> yes, that's right. That's beautiful. Yeah. Well, Jackie, I can't thank you enough. Honestly, I feel, I, know, <laughs> I feel like we're just three friends hanging out, like having some, <laughs> having some coffee. So um, it's been such a joy to have you on today, and um, we are just so grateful to, um, to, to hear, learn, listen, yeah. laugh, um, and and to have you today. But so, um, in order to stay up to date with you, um, I know you teach at a multitude of places. What's the best way to do that for our listeners? Um, Instagram, social media, website. Yeah. Okay. So, oh, this is terrible. So, um, someone will post for me on Instagram <laughs> if I'm teaching. I went off social media a year ago. Oh, amazing! I haven't done anything, and um, kind of changed my life. So that's in a good way. Good. Uh, yeah. But so if I know, isn't that weird? That's weird. But um, Instagram and I usually say here and I'm teaching next week, actually. Next Wednesday, I usually teach um, one Wednesday a month at T. Millie. Amazing. So I'll be there. Teaching... Oh, come on. Next yeah. Wednesday night. Yes, yeah, for sure. Day. I'll write that in my planner for sure. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Amazing. Well, and Jackie, and if you ever find Instagram. yourself in Las Vegas, um, we probably, yeah, I think we forgot uh, off camera to mention this, but Alex is, uh, yeah. uh, she's Southern California based and myself is in Las Vegas. So um, if you ever find yourself in Sin City for a job or a convention or whatever, feel yeah. free to let me know. hundred <laughs> percent. I will. Yes. And we'll post, we'll post uh, in our description details about LA dance magic and we'll put the convention website on there and um, oh, we'll have those details on there too. So if anyone wants to look at that studio owners or whatnot, so we'll have all that information there too. 
Thank you. You're awesome. Thank you. Absolutely. Jackie, thank you. Thank you again so very much for taking the time. Um, We can't wait. I'm I'm already so stoked for this episode to kick off our third season of our (laughs) podcast. So uh, we couldn't do it in any better fashion than by having you on. So thank you very, very much. And um, yeah, hopefully we can all be dancing together sometime soon. There we go. Thank you back. Thank you. (laughs) 